Hello and welcome to another episode of Safi Insights. Today we'll be talking about the challenges associated with managing risks when trading new and very expensive products such as sustainable aviation fuel. My name is Julia Squadrin and I'm the Associate Editor for Argus Biofuels. And with me today is Alfonso Berrocal, Business Development Manager for Middle Distillates and Safi. Hi Alfonso. Hi Julia, good afternoon. How are you? Good, thanks. Um, so just to set the scene a little bit, uh, sustainable aviation fuel is one of the most expensive, if not the most expensive biofuels out there. It's in tight supply at the moment, but demand is on the rise and there's been a lot of focus around this product in recent months. So it's particularly important for the market to have transparent and impartial pricing options like those we provided Argus. We have been assessing the FOB ARA UCO based HEFASAF price for nearly two years now. And during the period, it has reached peaks of around $4,000 per ton on an outright basis, so much higher than fossil jet fuel and of any other fossil fuel index. As our expertise in covering the market has grown, we have noticed a strong correlation between SAF and hydro-treated vegetable oil, or HVO, or renewable diesel. HVO is a drop-in fuel uh, which is used mainly in the road transport sector and is currently the most liquid product of the hydro-treated complex, which includes HVO, SAF, BioNafta and BioLPG. At Argus, we assessed three types of HVO based on different feedstocks and greenhouse gas savings. But in this case, the most relevant one is class 2 HVO or HVO produced from used cooking oil. In addition to trades in the wider market, HVO trades on Fridays on Argus um, trade initiation platform, Argus Open Markets or AUM, and liquidity has picked up in recent months. And over the summer, the Intercontinental Exchange has launched a class 2 HVO future based on Argus prices, and the contract has already traded a couple of times. Price transparency and new hedging tools will help with those in the aviation sector uh, navigate these emerging markets. Uh, but taking a step back a little bit and looking at how things have been functioning so far, Alfonso, how do airlines tend to price and hedge their jet fuel exposure and how do they apply their know-how when pricing and, and hedging stuff? Well, always subject to the uh, to the individual circumstances of, of each airline. It, you have those those airlines that, that simply use uh, a jet index to, to price their physical deliveries and they do not hedge their future uh, fuel exposure. They absorb, therefore, the fluctuations of the cost of the fuel within their margins. And in the long term, the cost of the fuel alone together with, with other costs are passed to the uh, end users, of course, always subject to market conditions. And in order to remove volatility, as these these uh, uh, these airlines are not hedged, it, it is fairly common to use an average of the month or an average of the week as as pricing period. Now, the issue with this strategy is when there is a year where the uh, uh, the jet fuel or the crude oil values they increase sharply. In that case, that particular year can be very harmful as maybe other competitors or airlines, they are hedged and they have better prepare to absorb or, or actually not to have any impact for that increase in prices. Now, those airlines, the airlines who, uh, who hedge, they normally, I mean, they have an option, they take an approach where they hedge a percentage of their exposure in the short term, let's say, uh, and this is just an example, for instance, 60 to 70 percent, 
and they taper the hedge towards the uh, long term. So they keep some flexibility to add more hedging or not in the uh, midterm. For that purpose, to hedge fossil jet fuel, you can, an, an airline or a producer, they can use uh, a jet over the counter calendar swap. That is probably the most straightforward way of doing it historically. However, however, as airlines and, and producers, they may want to be hedged against uh, bigger geopolitical events that they may have an impact in crude and energy market. There are airlines uh, that as well, they use a component of, uh, of diesel or a component of crude oil futures, like for instance, uh, ice gas oil or ice brand or the relationship between jet and crude oil, therefore getting into hedging the, uh, the cracks, which is a, uh, maybe the case of, of, of companies who want a more sophisticated hedge. Now, if we take this into consideration as a, as a background, and then uh, we dig into SAF pricing, one could think that an option to price SAF is just to replicate what uh, it happens with um, with the physical jet fuel. So using uh, a SAF index and, and potentially an average, a weekly average of monthly average of a, of a daily SAF price to remove part of the uh, the volatility. And that probably makes makes a lot of sense, particularly when you look at 2025, 2030. Towards these years, the uh, obviously the, the the portfolio, some of the airlines will be looking at a 10% blending ratio, and that is a lot of SAF, 10% SAF versus 90% jet, and, and obviously that is a lot of SAF and, and requires risk management. Now the reality today, the reality today is that many airlines may have a much more limited exposure to, to sub molecules. They may even have a 1% or below 1% exposure uh, to their total global fuel procurement. So they may rather using a proxy to price SAF. And, and then the two approaches that, that it can be can be taken or that we have seen companies uh, taking either to use uh, uh, fossil fuel, a fossil fuel proxy, and in this case, you may look, you may companies may be looking at, a, at at using jet fuel plus a premium. This straightforward is easy for an airline uh, with an obvious uh, exposure to jet fuel, but obviously it has it has uh, an issue, it has a handicap, and is it jet is pricing at around a thousand dollars per ton, and you already mentioned that SAF is the most expensive biofuel out there. So in order to cover that if you need to add around $2,000 to $2,500 per ton of premium, and obviously fix this premium in time, and this strategy, it lacks, it lacks of accuracy. Now, uh, for that part of the market, I mean, rather to treat SAF as a biofuel, particularly maybe biofuel producers, they will be looking at the UCO or HBO as a proxy instead of jet fuel, and they may gain, they will gain in accuracy as the premiums are smaller, but airlines still need to open an exposure to biofuels. And, and probably airlines are at an early stage of this, uh, of this exposure. Now, from a hedging perspective, SAF is not 
uh, a listed product at this stage, although everything points out that it will be. Uh, so at the moment, what it can be hedged is the proxy component in case that the the SAF exposure, the, the SAF pricing is done based on a on a on a proxy plus a premium. Thanks, Alfonso. That's um, that's very interesting. And uh, in light of what you've just explained, and especially the biofuels proxy, what do you think it could be the impact of the Argus HVO price being listed in the exchange um, when we're thinking about pricing and hedging stuff? And also, if if I can add just one extra question, and how can other tools like the Argus SAF forward curves help the market? Well, the uh, potentially the um... Uh, listing the uh, the listing of the HVO uh, can have a, a, a huge a huge impact, particularly for those companies who are looking into into hedging uh, SAF pretty much now or in the near future. Uh, because until now, until now, a company could take the approach uh, of adding, uh, as I mentioned earlier, their SAF exposure to the jet fuel exposure, and uh, then using a fossil fossil fuel uh, listed price to hedge. And that will cover about 30-35% of the value of the uh, of the SAF and obviously leaves uh, the balance and hedge. And, and this takes to uh, using uh, fixing, fixing that differential with a large premium. And the other option was to look at biofuel uh, price, which was listed. And in and, and that case, in the past, you may look at UCOMI, but obviously UCOMI price is still far from SAF. And Yugomi production is not as directly related to SAF as HVO class two. It is. So, and the, the fundamentals is that HVO class two uses the same feedstock than Hefa SAF, uh, use cooking oil. So, both products are coming from the hydrogenation process of the Yuko, pretty much the same than diesel and jet fuel are distillates out of refining crude oil, meaning that. Those producers who are able to produce HVO and SAF, they could hedge their HVO production using HVO swaps, obviously, but the same tool could be used to hedge about 80-85% of the SAF value. And this is a big leap in efficiency, in efficiency against using, for instance, the jet fuel swap, which hedge around 30-35% of the of the SAF value. Now there is a you mentioned forward curve forward curves which uh, they are already in place for both hbo and SAF. it can be very useful it can be a very good um intermediate tool to understand at what price will be SAF traded uh, and uh, if for instance you have forward curves that cover the next um 24 months that will give you uh, a price uh, at which uh, uh, SAF could be traded, could be traded if there was a swap uh, within those 24 months. So it can be a very valuable tool for maybe banks and for uh, risk management. And obviously, it's an interim tool potentially towards uh, uh, one day once liquidity is in place to launch a SAF listed price. Thanks, Alfonso. It's very interesting to um, to witness the growth and the development of of these markets. And of course, as you said, um, an increasing liquidity will definitely help uh, with this. And we expect SAF capacity to increase to around twenty million tons globally by the end of of this decade, and global HVO supply 
to double in the next uh, five years or so uh, to around 33 and a half million tons. So the need for transparency and, and reliable pricing as well as more sophisticated hedging tools will become more and more important, of course. So thanks again for joining me today, Alfonso. And uh, for you. our listener, um, yeah, thanks, Alfonso. And then for our listener, if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, please be sure to tune in for other episodes in our series, Staff Insights. And for more information on Argus global coverage of the sustainable aviation fuel market, please visit argusmedia.com forward slash staff. Thanks again. Mm-hmm.